0: conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
1: live from
2: downtown san francisco this is 95 7 the game Yes, it is. Good Saturday morning to you. John Dickinson joined by the great Kyle Madsen here for the next four hours on 95.7 The Game. We'll open up the phone lines right off the top. 888-957-9570. You can give us a call or shoot us a text. A lot going on in the world of Bay Area sports. Some Niners is training camp about 10, 11 days away. The Warriors, uh, if they're... Young core been underwhelming in the Vegas Summer League. We'll get into that between now and one o'clock. But uh, Kyle, good to be with you, my man. And uh, wow, uh, how about the San Francisco Giants last night going uh, full blown 2021 in the ninth inning against the <laughs> Milwaukee Brewers and Josh Hader?
3: I don't know a single Giants fan that was like, they can still win this going into the ninth. I knew zero people that were like, yeah, I'm gonna stick, I'm gonna stick this out and and hope they win there. That was, not, like, saying it was their best win of the year is, like, yeah, obviously. Like that. <laughs> um But it was the, they just needed one like that. Like, I know they needed the one the other night where they, they beat the Dimebacks. Was it 13 to nothing? Yeah, you needed one like that where the bats just kind of lit it up. But in the ninth inning against Josh Hader, one of the premier closers in baseball, for a team that had lost, how many times have the Giants lost that exact game this year? Where it's just kind of, you know, they're down five, and it's just kind of, eh. They're just... Yeah, bad defense. Yeah, bad. They're,
2: they're playing, It was a, It going to be a sloppy, ugly loss. Kyle. Yeah,
3: yeah. And we've seen them lose that game a million times this year, but it's the Brewers, who are a legit playoff team, one of the best closers in baseball, and you get a homer from Joey Bart, who has been terrific lately over the last few games, you get a homer from Darren Ruff where it's like, hey, yeah, all right. Like you said, 2021, Darren Ruff is back. And then for Yaz to come through with the granny was, um, I, no team has needed a win more than the Giants needed a win like that one.
2: And they, you know, a historic win for sure. And you look at, at some of the notes as far as this one goes, and, and they are spectacular. First a career walk-off Grand Slam Uh, for Yastrzemski, obviously. First walk-off Grand Slam for the Giants since 1973. That's insane. Bobby Bonds. That is insane. 73 is so long ago. 49 years ago, (laughs) basically. 49 (laughs) years ago, the last time. I didn't realize that the Giants hadn't had a walk-off the, the Giants didn't have a walk-off homer in 2021. I I thought they won about 20 games on walk-off homers last night. They didn't have a They haven't had a walk-off homer since August 25th of 2020.
3: That That's not right, is it? It it is. But I like you said if you had asked me over uh, over or under pick a number for Giants walk-off sucker. If you say over or under 10 and a half I'd have been like, eh, a good number. Maybe, maybe, maybe just under. And it's zero. It's zero last season. They won 107 games and none of them came by walkoff. Home. They won 107 games and they had, um, did they wind up leading the league in home runs?
2: They yeah they led the league in home runs. They also led the league in wins. For uh, uh, when you're trailing after the seventh, when you're trailing after the eighth, I mean they had, they had 13 wins last year when they trailed. I think it was after the eighth inning when they trailed,
3: and, and no and, and walk and they off were able homers. to come back
2: and win. They did and have no, and
3: they did yeah. have a bunch of bit like Mike Talkman hit a grand slam in Texas that effectively won them the game, even though it wasn't a walk off. He had to. Yastrzemski Grand Slam against, was it Arizona in the eighth inning? Right. Eight Where that, you know, effectively won them the game. So they had big home runs, but yeah, no walk-offs in a 107-win year where they led the league in homers. That's crazy. Yeah, pretty
2: pretty amazing. And so the Giants have had uh, some signs of life, I think, over the last 10 days, really, since mm-hmm. dropping the first couple of games of, of the Arizona series. Uh, and they had a, a the late inning heroics have been back. Kyle, they're they're six and four in, in the last ten. If you go back to the end of the the Diamondback series, and I know they they wound up dropping the first two games in San Diego, but then they had another one with with Wilmer Flores hitting uh, the the home run and and Rodon going the distance in, in San Diego to to stop the the losing skid a week ago mm-hmm. today. And so they got the comeback down three nothing in the seventh against Arizona on Wednesday, and then and you had last night, which which topped them all five two in the ninth, and they wind up scoring six off of Josh Hader and and hitting three home runs to do it the walk off grand slam. So really six and four in the last ten, Kyle, but four of the six have been significant late inning heroics. The only thing that kind of has stopped the momentum or prevented the momentum really from getting going is there's been three or four other games where they've had opportunities to maybe win them late, and they haven't been able to do it. And that's kind of so it goes, the difference between just how incredible, miraculous, unrepeatable last year was and, and just where this team is at this year.
3: Yeah, typically the baseball season comes with the highs and lows, right? You're going to have your Brandon Crawford grinding into a double play with the bases loaded, and then you're going to have your three homers off Josh Hader in the ninth inning, including a walk-off grand slam. Like, that's just... Last year was... Last year was such an anomaly from a heroics standpoint, from every bounce going their way. Like, it's not luck. It it is a little bit. But they, they just had everything go right last year. Which doesn't typically happen, which is why teams don't win 107 games a lot. And this year, it's like, okay, they've had some things go right, but they've also had some things go wrong. It's like, this year isn't, isn't an outlier like, wow, what an unlucky team. It's like, no, it's just normal. And the thing that stands out of, over the last two weeks is like, there was so much consternation about the lack of fun with this team. Like, man, they're just kind of boring. It's like you can have no names and you can have all that when you're winning 107 and everything's going right. Nobody's going to care about the size of the name on the roster. But when you're 500 with those guys and you're you know having some tough losses and not having the late game heroics, all of a sudden it's like, oh, this isn't fun. This team needs stars. Well, nobody's complaining about stars after a game like last night. No. Because they're fun. They're having a good time. And the entertainment value
2: has been back mm-hmm. over the last week. And and they have pulled some of these off. I know a couple of weeks ago I had the numbers. I don't think we ended up getting to them because we were talking Warriors and we were talking Niners. But at that point in the season, the Giants had no wins when they were trailing after eight innings. I think they had one when they were trailing after seven innings. and. You know that number was I think I think it was seven after eight and thirteen after seven going back to, to 2021. Not all of those fit into this category, but but yeah, trailing into the seventh on Wednesday, five two in the ninth last night. Uh, you know the game last Saturday was was a Rodon. You know, climb on my shoulders, and I'm going to carry you home. Somebody hit. You know, somebody pop one out. Wilmer Flores has had the heroics going a couple of times and they were able to win uh with with the line changes and everything to salvage, you know, not getting swept in the in the finale of that series in, in Arizona. So so they've had some of that similar action going of late. The question though now becomes, Kyle, like how sustainable is that, or can that propel them into more of the games in the you know when they blow out Arizona or they beat the Padres at the end of a series and win in San Diego like like the, you can't keep relying on the fact that you're going to play these games between now and the end of the year cuz you probably are only going to win half of them if not slightly less than half
3: yeah and that so usually teams are like just get to the all-star break oh just get to the break and with the giants it's like man the break is coming at a bad time like they've started to turn a little bit of a corner, they've started to find some hits, they've started to hit some big home runs. Joey Bart is hitting the ball hard. He looks like he has a better idea at the plate. And now they're going to get to Monday and be off for 4 days. And that's my biggest concern is when you talk about sustainability, like I mean, it <laughs> it was for 162 games last year, but can they get hot over the final couple months? It, it, sure. Like we we've seen it, but I, I do wonder with that—so to answer your question, is it sustainable over the second half of the season? For sure. But I wonder if they can carry it out of the All-Star break. That would be my, well, plan- my biggest yeah. concern.
2: And you get four with the Dodgers right out of the All-Star break. So, tough test immediately. I think the Dodgers are in San Francisco for a couple— the first couple of days of August and, you know, there, there's varying degrees of, of difficulty with the schedule this series against the Brewers. I mean, I think that is part of what makes a win like last night so big is now you still got a couple of games. You know, this series against the Brewers would have felt in many ways sunk last night if, if yeah. the Giants come up even a run short or go to extras and lose, let alone 5-2 with more just brutal Defensive miscues. There was a, a another Gabe Kapler decision, and there's been a lot more of those that that haven't worked. Uh, you know Taking Alex Wood out of the game last night, and so you know they, he he hasn't had the magic touch that he had mm-hmm. last year, and that's led to some questions. I think maybe that's led to some some internal strife that wasn't there in 2021. But when you win a game like you did last night, Kyle. That that gets wiped away. That's not the focus of what we're talking about, which at least it at least gives the Giants a chance now to come out today and build on it. Come out today and tomorrow and build on it. Unfortunately though for them, they really to this point haven't been able to use these wins to propel them into the next streak the way that they did last year. They've kind of they've kind of just lingered after these big wins until they can find the next win like it.
3: Yeah, right. And that's and that's where, like, let's let's zoom out and 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 figure this out because their de- like we their defense is bad. It's not like yeah you know and some like no they 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 play bad defense, and they don't have a player like they don't have Brandon Crawford hitting like he did last year and Buster Posey, uh, doing what he was doing last year where there's these just consistent presences in the lineup who you know are going to go out and hit. So if you're not playing good defense. Outside of Rodon and Webb, their 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 rotation is is shaky. Their bullpen hasn't been awesome. Uh, they have they've had so many things that aren't going hundred percent right. Not to say they're outside of their defense. Not to say they're necessarily bad, but I think they are kind of what they are. They're they're a few games over five hundred, and I think that's kind of what they're going to be throughout the year. I think you're going to have some stretches where yep, the bats are hot and everybody's hitting and everything's fine. But then you're going to have some stretches where they're not hitting and they're not playing defense and they're losing kind of just four to one and it's just like yeah there's there's just not a lot there because I, who's going to just randomly start hitting like who? A Brandon Crawford might. <laughs> I, th- that's the thing though is like you felt like a regression was coming and it has and Brandon Crawford's hitting for the most part like Brandon Crawford just last year was the outlier. Um, I don't. I, I have concerns long-term just when you look at what this team is and what it's been. Like, can they get hot? Sure, that's baseball. Like, like weird things happen. But realistically, like you said, if, let's say Yaz doesn't homer last night. Let's say he hits into a double play. We're talking about, okay, Joey Bart's hitting the ball better. That's good. But we're talking about the defense. We're talking about the pitching. And I want to I wanna make sure that we're not letting one swing of the bat bring the hey the giants are back everything's fine because it's it's not like this team has flaws that they need to address, that they need to address whether that's this year or in the future
2: yes however i will say i mean they've done a job here in the last week and a half to to prevent themselves from from being buried because i yes. think that's the other yes. that's the other thing that's in play here when you look at at overall 46 and 43 we ran through i mean really they've had None as epic as last night but but they've had four pretty big time almost season saving style wins yeah. in in the last 10 days or so to keep them afloat if, if even maybe two of those games don't go their way and look I know there are others that could have and but you know if this team's 44 and 45 right now I mean I mean we're talking about them. You know, being closer to the to the Marlins, or you know, the, the, than they are to, to really being even the sixth seed in terms of the wild card. So it, it, it's fragile right now, is what I'm getting at, Kyle. Yeah. But at the same time, you look at the standings now, and they're in a position where they're what a game out right now. I mean, I'm looking at it right now, and and they are, and they're. Phillies in between them but yeah they're a game out of the final wild card spot you know three and a half out of the out of the second one they're they're not catching Atlanta for the for the top wild card spot in the National League but with three wild cards you're you're really never gonna be out of it if you're around 500 and I don't you know the one thing the Giants have done with some of these wins is they've prevented themselves from you know, dipping into that abyss of three or four games below 500.
3: is that the goal just make the postseason
2: I think it is man
3: I, I mean it's crazy I, like it is makes it, se- though? it makes I mean it makes sense but just coming off 107 wins all right I don't think anybody was under the illusion that they were gonna go win 107 again or they were gonna win what were
2: they really though Kyle what were they really what were they really like be honest like I've done this like you know what like okay 107 you get credit for 107 all the platitudes right but but when you take a look at you know you say you know what what were they really for the purposes of going into this season? what were they really like what was their really you know everybody has the expected one lot what was the Kyle Madsen like what their 107 was
3: really blank uh man I, they were ri- that uh, that's, 94 that's is t- my
2: number by was the way getting, I don't want to give you a okay, number so but, 9,
3: 95 was the number that first popped okay. into my head but that felt that felt like don't not, don't say disrespectful I was going to say yeah that I, yeah that's kind of what I was getting at like 12 wins that <laughs> That like, yeah, hey, you were 12 wins worse than you actually were. But even still, like 95 wins. Okay, if they win 85 this year, which is again, right about, they're about four over. Um, that's, that's where 22 wins worse and 10 wins worse, quote unquote, than what they quote unquote actually were. Like, I, I don't. I don't know if that's if that's great. Like, I don't know if you feel great about let's say they win 85 games in and and get into the playoffs and losing the first round again. And we're like, all right? Yeah. Yeah. Giants. Like, how do you I? I They have to they I, I can't I can't see just going to the playoffs as being this like awesome year where where it's like, all right, hey, they went they were 20 games worse than they were last year and also didn't do anything more in the playoffs like they've gone backwards.
2: It, well, it's it's also, though, I mean, they won the division last year. They're not going to win the division mm-hmm. this year. And it was miraculous the way that they were able to to win the division last year on, on the final day of the season. And they wind up losing to the Dodgers in the playoffs. But I, I just kind of looked at it as simple. Okay, 94, 95. I'll even meet you at 95. And you know what? They lost Buster Posey. And if you just look around the diamond, they're probably not as good. Like Whether it's regressions yeah. or just talent. Now, the irony in saying that... Is the fact that <laughs> the, the, Farhan Zaidi went out and signed Radon and Jock Peterson, and they're both all stars, and they're worse? Yeah. I mean that that tells yeah. you something as far as you know. Forget about all the big names and the the the, the huge money that that the Giants maybe didn't spend on this player or that, or came in second, mm-hmm. or or chose not to even throw their hat into the race. Farhan went out and his two big signings are all stars, and so. Yeah. It, it it's just I mean and, and I guess the context of, of where I want to take it, John Dickinson, Kyle Madsen here on a Saturday, eight 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 nine five seven, nine five seven zero is like when you look at the Farhan Zaidi tenure to this point, mm-hmm. going back to, to Bruce Bochi's final season in twenty nineteen, if they wind up as a wild card team regardless of what happens, I mean, maybe they win a three game series in Milwaukee because that's, that's basically what it would be. If you get the six seed, you're playing the three, which right now is Milwaukee and it's a best of three and all three games would be in Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the Giants have won two out of three against Milwaukee this year to, to to this point, head to head every, all three games, by the way, won in the last at bat and of the, in the three head to head matchups to the, so that might be a, a pretty bonkers three game series and, that second weekend of October. Uh, but the point I'm getting at, Kyle, is if this team makes the playoffs again, that's, that is Bruce Bochy's last year. All right, you're trying to figure out what you have, da-da-da-da-da. Right. COVID, division champion, wild card. Like, in essence, yeah. I mean, in essence, it's like, you know, eh, doesn't count, success,
3: success. Yeah. In the four years. Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe my, maybe my, my vision is clouded by the 107, even though we've decided that it was about 95, realistically. Um, I, I, I'm just not, we just got a little bit of breaking news across the, across the thing. That's that's what derailed my, um,
2: that's okay. My thought I, I, process. I saw I saw that and I can yeah, what is it? Ken Rosenthal reporting that Juan Soto of the Nationals has rejected a four hundred and forty million dollar contract offer.
3: <laughs> oh my god. Think about god. that.
2: That's enough to that's enough to startle you.
3: He turned out uh, almost yeah. half a
2: bill. And so the nationals, <laughs> according to Rosenthal. Are now going to
3: entertain him, uh, smart. trading him? Trading
2: rather, like because he turned down their four forty.
3: Yeah, what else are you going to do? Because that that that's that's him not turning down four forty because it's not enough. Like he didn't look at that and go, "I need more money than that." That is a I don't want to play here. Rejection. So wow. that's smart. I know that they're selling the team and they they don't want to trade their biggest young star in the middle of trying to sell the team. I, I understand all that. But yeah, when he's rejecting a nearly half billion dollar contract, you, you, you trade him. He doesn't want to be there anymore.
2: So you're giving up Luciano. You're giving up Harrison. Everything. Maybe Ramos. Everything. You're given, if you're the Giants, you're giving up but... all, you're giving up all those guys, right? And you're signing him to a $500 million contract, right? 10 years, 50 million a year. Sounds about right. Uh, you know he is only twenty three.
3: That's and we'll that's be- that's the crazy thing. Juan Soto has been awesome. Already won for- a ring.
2: Already won a ring and been a contributor on a on a championship team. Also he, he, at nineteen and, or hey, whatever and, he was twenty.
3: And he's fun. He's cool. He would be the coolest giant at, since Bonds. Like by a wide margin. All due respect to how cool Brandon Crawford is. And to the Andrew yeah, McCutchen Different kind of and, cool. Right. Yeah. Different kind of cool. Right. They aren't like Juan Soto. I'm with trade everything. <laughs> this isn't, and I wouldn't say that, like, like Aaron Judge might be the MVP of the American League. It, Shohei Otani should be, which doesn't get talked about enough. But Aaron Judge is probably going to be the MVP of the American League. I would not trade, I don't I don't know if I'd trade any of those top three guys for Aaron Judge. Is he's 30, he's going to need a new contract. Like, I just... Yeah.
2: And, I and and obviously, he's not attainable via trade because the Yankees are going to play it out.
3: Right. So, so, I wouldn't... Just that type of player, though. But Juan Soto, 23 years old, has a track record. Like, get him in the ballpark. And you electrify that lineup immediately. And I mean, I'm... I'm Go ahead, Kyle. He would be a selling point, and he's somebody that somebody that you are sitting in front of the TV to watch it.
2: I think Luciano, Harrison, Matos, Bednar,
3: and I don't even and, I don't even think you'd have and, to give up all those guys,
2: and maybe uh, throw in uh, who you get? Who you gonna throw in? Throw in um, I don't know. Throw in Will Wilson triple a <laughs> yeah
3: i i don't uh, p- put everybody on the table i again i don't know if i do all of luciano and harrison and hunter bishop like i don't think i'd do all those guys but two of whatever they want out of the top five and whoever else i like, to make it make it happen get one Soto in the building
2: and then at that point, and it's not only get Juan Soto in the building; it's get Juan Soto in the building, and then pay Juan Soto a half a bill.
3: Fine. He, if you want to pay him half a billion dollars over ten years, so five hundred million dollars over ten years. So there's there's no salary cap, so don't worry about it. You're he is a free agent again at 33. Like you have him for his prime. And he's already, like, go look at, when you look at, like, historically numbers of guys who have done X amount by the time they're 23 years old, Juan Soto is at or near the top of all of it. It's like, it's like Ted Williams, Tungsten Armo Doyle, and then Juan Soto on all of this stuff. He's an unbelievable player. He's 23. If this is not, if, if, here, I'll put it this way. If the Giants are looking at this and saying "No thanks, we'll pass," then I have no faith that they will ever acquire anybody of that caliber, ever.
2: eight, nine five seven, nine five seven zero. You giving up? You know, four of the Giants' top five prospects and paying Juan Soto five hundred million dollars on top of it to 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 bring him in. Uh, future be damned, because the future is now and I want stars
3: bro I look, will must have stars let me this isn't this isn't even about that this isn't even about stars and I know that's your that you were killing me yesterday with tiny um let's look at what Juan Soto has done in his career at 19 years old he was the second he was the first runner-up in the rookie of the year voting. he slashed 292 406 517 22 homers in 116 games as a 19 year old. MVP finished ninth in his second year, fifth in his third year. He finished second in MVP voting in 2021. He's been an all-star twice. He's won a silver slugger twice. He's a career 292 hitter. He has a 427 on base for his career, a 968 OPS in his career, and he has 117 homers through his first four plus seasons. One of those seasons being the pandemic year where he played 47 games. He is, this is a, he is a, like I said, if you're not trading for Juan Soto, or at least trying, I shouldn't say if you're not, because maybe they try and maybe another team has a better offer. But if the Giants aren't putting everything on the table to get Juan Soto, like I said, I don't know. 23-year-old players with his resume don't come available. It just doesn't happen.
2: All right, he's Kyle Madsen. I'm John Dickinson reacting to the, the breaking baseball news of the morning. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Uh, if the giants were to dip their toe into that action, uh, I'll tell you where it would leave them as far as building the rest of the roster, because it probably leave them in a similar spot is where they are now. I'll tell you why <laughs> that's coming up next. It's JD and Kyle here 95, seven, the game. This episode is
1: brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now back
2: to 95.7 The Game. Kick it! All right, John Dickinson and Kyle batson 888 957 9570, we're talking some Giants and also kicking around a little bit of breaking news that could potentially pertain to the San Francisco Giants. Juan Soto of the Nationals, per Ken Rosenthal of the Athletic, turning down what was, Kyle, uh, as you read the article, a 15-year $440 $440 million contract offer, uh, that according to Rosenthal's sources, so not even $30 million a year, uh, and the third time reportedly that Soto has turned down a Nationals offer, and now the Nationals, uh, the gist of it, open to listening to offers, I guess they've already been picking up the phone, but but now they want to be blown away to to deal them, but, but our at least acknowledging the fact that he is available for some type of package.
3: Yeah, at this point, like, why why would you not trade him? Your team isn't good. He clearly doesn't want to be there. Already won a ring with him, too. Won a ring. He's, like, I, I went through his accolades earlier. He had a 490 on-base percentage in 2020, and then backed it up with a 465 on-base in 2021. He's never had an OBP below 400 in his career. And he's had 117 homers in five seasons. That's just, it's crazy. Anyways. Um, I, if there's going to be, every team should be picking up the phone, uh, except for the A's. Um, and the giants have to be one of them. Like I, like I said, if the, if the giants aren't at least putting offers on the table that make Washington think then I don't like, I, I understand the prospect thing, and I understand building the farm system, and Farhan, uh, it was brought in to build the farm system, and that's how the Dodgers do it. Like, the Dodgers have traded all these prospects and still have a top three farm system. I understand that's what the Giants are trying to do, but, like, this is one player, there are a handful of guys in baseball that you, you wipe out that plan for, and Juan Soto's one of them. Because if you're landing Juan Soto, you're getting a 23 year old. And even if, okay, now you got to take two or three years to kind of get things right, you've still got him at 26. Like, it's not a question for me. All in.
2: Well, and, and the issue is that there's a process that the Giants are trying to follow right now, and, and they believe that they've got a lot of really good prospects that are going to be coming through the pipeline in the next couple of years and you know to 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 use your term blow up the plan i mean it essentially leaves you where with you're you're going to be cobbling rosters together you'd have juan soto but you're going to be cobbling a, a roster together now for the next couple of years But that's what they're doing now in fashion
3: they, and they don't have well, juan soto
2: <laughs> right but they're doing that for the end game of having Luciano and Matos and Harrison and a bunch of these other guys come up and eventually be the Seegers and the Bellingers and the Will Smiths and and the guys like that. And I think they want to stockpile to the tune where they can give up somebody and and many as the Dodgers have. I mean, look at how they wound up getting Mookie Betts. But I just don't think the Giants are are to the point in the process. Where they're ready to go out and make that Man. kind of a move and pay that kind of a player, that level of a of a contract, like like to me, it's I, I hear you, like it's, it, it, but but I think you answered it for me in it blow up the blow up the plan, I and I, I think this goes back to the conversation we were talking about at the beginning of the show, the giant we don't know that the Giants' plan to this point is not working, like there's sure. a like it it. Gets spoken of as if it's not, and it gets spoken of as if this season in particular is is already a failure, even though it's not. We'll we'll see what happens over the last seventy games or so. But y- you look at it, and I just think I think patience still in twenty twenty two and into twenty twenty three is probably the best course of action for for Farhan. You make that one move, you gut the farm system. You're trying to cobble it together now. You have, I mean, it, it kind of goes back to the conversation about, you know, what if the Giants had 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 signed Bryce Harper? Like, would it be better or worse if this team had a similar record than the record they have now with Bryce Harper? Like, to me, that would be worse. Like, there's Gi- Giants fans still that hand ring over they should have kept Chris Bryant, who, who again, I know different circumstances, but he didn't play till the end of. But, be, but it's Chris Bryant, and it's a name, and and you'd rather have the name. than than not have the name Soto's different because he's younger and he's so talented, but that, that are you giving up? Are you giving up everything to, to basically be a different version of the same? Like how much impact does it really make other than you've got a star that now you're going to, you know, use three years of his prime to rebuild around him the way that you were already on track to rebuild before you were entering into the sweepstakes to get him.
3: So that's, well, okay, so like I said earlier, I'm putting everything on the table, but I wouldn't, it's not like I'm sending out the top five prospects in the system and doing that and doing a full-blown reset.
2: But I think you'd need to send three of the top five.
3: I really do. Like, I, Yeah, I, probably. I, to to, I mean, to A, blow the Nationals at away. I'm top five, Kyle. Go ahead.
2: I just I, I apologize for jumping here, but no, I'm, just, I'm looking at Luciano, Harrison, Matos, Bednar, Elliot Ramos is still the number five. Although, I mean, you could make a case. I mean, that would depend on what the Nats evaluation of him is. I still think he projects to be pretty darn good. He's only 22 himself, but the irony is he's he's 22. We're talking about Soto, who's what, 23? 23, 23. Right now. Uh, but yeah, Luciano, Harrison, Matos, Bednar, Ramos. I think you're giving up three of those five.
3: Fine. Fine. Wow. Fine. It's Juan Soto. Is Elliot Ramos going to be as good as Juan Soto? Probably not. Very likely not. And are those three players, you would affect, like, two of them would effectively need to be like MVP candidate type of players to not, to not want, make me not want to do this. Like, if you say, hey, uh, Luciano and, and, and um,
2: Elliot Ramos
3: and Harrison are all going to be MVP candidates. Like, let's just say those are the three. I'm just picking three. They're all going to be MVP candidates someday. Then, yeah, then then obviously hold on. them. But chances are, with what we know about prospects in baseball, of those three, one of them might just not be that good of a MLB player. And the other two, like, might never make an all-star team. Like, do you get... I understand the fascination and the need to have like the the fascination with prospects and the need to have a good farm system. I I understand that and I'm with that. But Juan Soto, like I said, Juan Soto is one of like two guys in baseball that I'm making an exception for. Because he is 23. He has 2400 major league plate appearances already at 23 years old. He's done it at the highest level. He won a ring. He's been top 10 in the MVP voting. He'll probably be there again this year in three of his first four seasons. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on getting a guy like this in the building, and it's not just to say, "Hey, they have a star. Hey, come watch Juan Soto." That's just a that's a secondary benefit. This is getting a bona fide MVP caliber player into the lineup that Farhan can then build around, whether it's cobbling together a roster or whether it's with the remaining you know top prospects eventually making their way to the... Because over the f- next five to eight years, you're still getting prime Juan Soto. And that's a great building block. A
2: couple of text messages on the Comcast business text line from the 415, get Soto in a Giants uniform. They need a draw to, to your secondary point. And the 415, I would do all five prospects oh for Soto. <laughs> Uh, Luciano Harrison, Matos, Bednar, and Elliot Ramos, all five the four one five would would send out four Soto. Jeez. You'd find yourself if you're the Giants, I think you'd it, be it, you'd have Juan Soto and there'd be a lot of trying to find the next group of scrap heap guys and 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 jock petersons and you know players like that that they could come in and and fit it together I'm, I'm not sure how much better he actually makes the giants for the price point and then we're talking about the fact that they've been able to be relatively good without him the last couple of years and then you get into like, what are these young players going to be three years down the line? And the answer is, we don't know. Right. But if Farhan Zaidi's and Scott Harris and the farm directors and everybody have done their done their jobs, you may have two two or three of those five guys come up that are really yeah. good starting caliber players that are also going to be you know combined making about a third of what you'd be paying Juan Soto a couple of years down the line.
3: I feel like we're having this exact same discussion about Kevin Durant. (laughs) And like, yeah, you can get him in, but you got to get rid of the Moody and Kaminga and Wiseman. And is that what you want to do in projecting? Like it feels a a lot. It's not the exact, it's not an apples to apples conversation, but it feels very similar just in terms of trying to project young players and then getting a good player in the building, and how much better well, off are you?
2: Here, here's the deal for me on that. I mean, going and get Kevin Durant is far more worth it because you know you know who Kevin Durant is, and in the NBA, it's his contributions are immediately known yeah, and sure, impactful. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, Juan Soto. Oh, you know, no disrespect to his accolades. I, I love Juan Soto as a player, but he's the best player currently on a team that's. Thirty and sixty-two, and the only team in Major League—I mean, they're the worst team in in the majors.
3: So to your they're point, 30,
2: they're thirty and sixty-two, and you, they have them, and you, he's awesome,
3: right? And to your point, do you want Juan soda to turn into Mike Trout? Mike Trout's into the playoffs once, and they lost in three games. But on the other hand, I think Farhan Zaidi and the Giants are far better managed. Uh, in the front office than the Angels have been and, and are, so I think they could build a contender around Juan Soto a lot better than the Angels have have been able to do. So sure. I'm, if he was 26 or 27, I think I would have more more um, apprehension about it. But man, a 23 year old perennial MVP candidate that's enticing and 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 maybe the giants say no thanks but now any any hope that this is going to be a team that that goes out and spends big money and and goes and gets big name players i i'm i'm pushing that out the window because if they're not going after a guy like this then i don't know when they ever would
2: well, but there's a difference between going again. It, it's not like it's nothing that you're giving up here, and, and you're paying him. So, like, it's not. Yeah. It it's. I see. I don't. I don't think the one relates to the other. Like, you could decide that now is not the right time to go get Juan Soto if you're the Giants, and that doesn't mean that you're never going to go after or spend big on on a top flight talented player. So I mean, when I, would that be I the completely right time? De- the right time would be. When you're already good, to be honest, when you already have two or three of your your young you know, players in your system come up and are, are contributors, and I mean, I I for as much as I've joked and and, it's, and I'm not really joking actually because I do think it's true <laughs> about the the, the the elements of the Rays and the A's with regard to the way that the Giants have have tried to build this thing with with Farhan yeah. Zaidi and Scott Harris. I, eventually it does graduate to to the Dodgers but it graduates to the Dodgers when and I know Seager's there and gone now sure. and, and others you know Verdugo was you know Verdugo was a top prospect who's a damn good player who they were able mm-hmm. to throw in a in a Mookie Betts trade right. it's it's when you go back and you trace a lot of the players that, that the Dodgers have had over the last 6 to 8 years okay the, the, the and the ways that they were acquired when to me the the, the timing of it is when you have your Seeger and your Will Smith and and those guy and your Bellinger like once you have those guys on the roster and in your lineup every day, forget about the scrap heap guys Chris Taylor, Max Muncie, Kike Hernandez who wound up right. in that yeah right. like it's like their whole lineup was, Three stud top, it was basically three, three, four stud top prospects, two or three scrap heap guys. Justin Turner at one point was a scrap heap guy who they yeah. paid a lot of money to and he stayed good. Yep. Like, like, that's the moment. You know, you already have Walker Bueller in your rotation. You're paying Clayton Kershaw because he's Clayton Kershaw. Right. Why not? You know, so, but at that point, you're already good. You're fortified with young talent. You found scrap heap guys that are not totally one year wonders. We don't know that the Giants have actually graduated even to that. Sure, point. sure, sure, quite yet. If you look at some of this year's performances over last year's, and then you go, then you go trade some of it for Mookie Betts, and you pay Mookie Betts three hundred and fifty million dollars to, to keep them. When you're already good, that's when you do it.
3: So if you're trusting so i guess i guess this this can go both ways so your your point is you got to trust your your farm system and you got to trust your development staff that these guys are going to be good yes that, that harrison 100%. and and matos and ramos and luciano are all going to be those all-star caliber players and fun like Okay, and I think that's ultimately what the Giants are going to end up doing. If I'm betting on this, I don't expect the Giants to get super involved in the Juan Soto thing because I think they'll make a call and they'll find out that the... the, Because the Nationals are going to start at, hey, all five of those guys plus some other stuff. And the Giants are going to say no, and that will probably be the end of it. But I think you could also come at this from an angle of, okay, if you trust your development staff and you trust your farm system and... you you trust them enough to to bet on the players that you've developed, then I think you could turn that around and say, hey, well, I trust them enough to redevelop a group of three or four or five guys over the next three or four or five years who are ready to join a Juan Soto-led roster uh, when he's 27 or 28. And then you have, again, you have Juan Soto into his late 20s and into his early 30s with this... Farm system that you've then developed. I think it's having the best of both worlds, where ultimately at the end of the day, you're still trusting your your farm system.
2: I think you're at a point where you don't want to. I would not want to completely blow up the plan. Sure. For one player at this point, even a player as as good or great as Juan Soto is. And here's the deal: we've had a few people say, "Why can't they?" just go after him in free agency well he's not a free agent till after the 2024 season so he's he's got two more arbitration eligible years which which does actually drive maybe the total price down a little bit he's making 17.1 million dollars this year so i mean arbitration wise i mean what does that go up to 21 and maybe 25 in the next couple of years so so the next two years the price would be a little bit more cost effective but that only adds to what the nationals would want in terms of a trade the fact that he would be somewhat locked in at a at a reasonable rate for the next couple of years before you really got to start to pay him now he wants an extension that's going to cut those years out and and pay him large and according to the rosenthal report essentially you know little under 30 million dollars a year for the next 15 years is is far too much of a bargain and and it is when you look at I mean when you look at 29 million a year or 29.3 million a year cuz they offered him a 15 year contract I mean that's, that's a bargain I mean that that is a bargain it is. I mean that, it is. 10 years from now Juan soto's making 29 million when when he probably you know Int- should be making he's going to make 25 in arbitration in two years. Yeah. Like, in,
3: in, no. in 10 years, there's going to be 20 guys making 29 plus mil a year. So I just, I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm not laughing at, at, him being wrong. I'm laughing at that amount of money <laughs> and being so good at the thing that you do that when your job calls and says, Hey, we'll give you $440 million over the next 15 years. You are so good at your job that you can afford to go. nah, That's wild. So what's your cutoff? Like, what's your cutoff? I'm the Nationals. You're the Giants. I need all five top prospects and Hunter Bishop. You're saying no. You're saying saying no. I'm saying no to that. Okay.
2: I'm I'm saying no to that because I look at those six players and I feel like three of them are going to be, I I think, I think at least one of them is going to be a star. Okay. I think. I think three or four of the six are going to be starting caliber good players. Okay. Hell, I mean, that's, I'm looking at, I'm looking at those six guys, Kyle, and I'm thinking all of them could be in my lineup in 2025.
3: Right. And, and and I'm a really good team. And I would, I would, I I also would turn that down. I'm, I'm trying to get where if it's four of the top five, is there, is there, is there, let me, let me do this the other way. Is there, a number, if they say, hey, Luciano and filler, are you doing that?
2: Well, it depends on what filler is. I mean, it's, I mean, are we talking, we're talking, are we talking Luciano and one other
3: top 10,
2: Bailey and, and then, Will Wilson and, you know, Jelly, who's doing very good. And like, you know, I, I'm making up names here as I go sure. through their list, but yeah, I mean, sure, Santos and, you know Castro and the, you know a couple of bullpen are whatever. I mean, I mean, yeah. At that point, you're not giving At that point, you're not given
3: up okay. a lot. Okay, so so you're not, but, anti- but that's pros- not happening. You're, right. Okay. I just wanted to get a gauge for if you were anti any prospects or just like would you do two of the top five? At this point, I'd
2: consider Ramos, and and it's 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 unfair and it's recency bias. I just haven't liked what I've seen when he's been up in the majors. But totally. That's, that's pro. That's probably. That's probably a little bit of a of a re like hey you want Joey Bart we'll throw Joey Bart in there <laughs> same same kind of thing I know I know he fired up the I, I know he fired up the squad in the dugout last night and hit a big home run in the ninth inning but uh, you know Joey Bart still overall and but but that's what I mean it's like you know it's like it's like these NBA trades Kyle where you know yeah we'll give you Chioza and and Wiggins and and you know a couple a, a Wiseman and you know bring us Kevin Durant. Like, yeah,
3: it that doesn't, doesn't work, work like that, that. Way. No, for sure. Two teams have to agree to a trade and maybe maybe my my thought process being colored a little bit when I used to I need the name drop sound here, but I used to when I interned for the Stockton Ports when I was in college and I was calling games for them. There are so many players who are in single a who are like this guy is next like this guy is him. He is awesome. Like he'll be in double a in two weeks. You might see him in the majors in a year and a half like and and I bet for every twenty guys I heard that about, fifteen of them never made it to the majors. And you remember Gary Brown? Oh yeah, <laughs> like Gary yeah. Brown was supposed to be the guy, and he just he was never he never went on that. There were there were so many players like that in single A, and that remember, I used to be like, don't touch the prospects kind of guy, but now I, I I think about it a lot differently, and I know the Giants are are in a, in a bit different spot. And I, I get what you're saying, but one Soto might be the only guy that I'm willing to be like, okay, let's discuss top five prospects to, to get this guy.
2: couple and, of and good I, texts
3: here. Wouldn't find it out of control.
2: As we wrap up our number one, John Dickinson and Kyle Matson We'll keep this conversation moving a little bit into the 10 o'clock hour. 888-957-9570-925. Soto for KD. Who says no? At KD's hometown, Washington. KD goes back to goes back to DC. Yeah, Uh, and, and then the 415 having one superstar doesn't win championships. Bonds never won alone. Giants won their chips with homegrown talent. Timmy Kane, Mad Bum, Posey, Craw. You can throw Belt in there uh as well. That's a great point. Uh and it, look you just you need to me you need a fortified roster. Up and down, and I think that gets us maybe into the conversation just about. I mean, this all relates, but Farhan's Zaidi and kind of where he's at four years in, and and just where the Giants fan base is, because I feel like the Giants fan base would be all for this. And look, we've had mixed mixed reviews, but it's almost as if Farhan would get credit for doing something well if he makes this kind of move. Yeah. And the reality <laughs> is, I mean. It could be the move that ultimately is, you know, the final undoes the final everything in your he's been coffin. Yeah, right. you know, if if it doesn't work out in three years down the road, you are just a middling team. Like you get Juan Soto. Here's the thing, and I know we're up against it. You get Juan Soto, and you give up five prospects to get him, and you're forty six and forty three. That that's a nightmare. That's a disaster. Being totally. forty six and forty three with Juan Soto is worse than being forty six and forty three without Juan Soto.
3: Yeah, but that two week injection of uh, of excitement would really be something. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. I want stars. You do. Nobody wants stars Ki- more than John Dickinson. He's Kyle
2: Madsen. I'm John Dickinson. Hour number two next year. Nine five seven. The game.